All right, welcome back. It's episode 52 of Thoughts from the Shade. Episode 52, the Big Dick Nick episode, the Doug P episode. We've made it this far for those guys. Uh, might as well just throw it over to my partner, Crime Bomb. What's up, Bomb? How was the weekend? Gee, what's happening, buddy? Not, not too bad. How was yours? Yeah, weekend was good. Took a little bit of a, a long weekend. We started Wednesday night at the link with a little cold play action. Uh, toughed it out in the rain, little rain at the end, but overall good show. They gave out the wristbands with the lights and all the lights were going. That was really cool. Um, and then, yeah, roll, rolled it down to Seattle City. First beach trip of the weekend. Good beach day Friday. Not so good Saturday. And ultimately, just getting popped down there out at the bars, out at the restaurants. I was uh, unpleasantly surprised to buy two beverages uh, at Kicks Outdoor Bar Saturday evening, a mango white claw, and a Sea Isle spiked iced tea. How much do you think it went for? Twelve fifty. Not even close. So, so you know when you go to those bars, you, you just put your cash on the table and you put it under a seashell or a rock or something, and the bartender takes the cash. So we get the two drinks. He takes the twenty, puts three dollars back. Seventeen bucks for a white claw. What's that? Eight fifty a drink. I guess, or nine and eight or ten. And, I don't know, man. But you didn't. You didn't ask. No, nah, just chalked it right up to inflation. Just chalked it, man. Just, just chalked it. But no, nah, it was. Uh, it's a good weekend. Good to get down there. Uh, you know, feel feel the breeze, smell the bay for the first time. But, um, yeah. I mean, I guess you, you want to get into get into Coldplay. Yeah, I mean, quickly let, here. Let, let's let's get back to the concert. I mean, uh, <clears throat> obviously, the, the the talk of the town is the the Fly Eagles Fly rendition. Your thoughts in person. Yeah, I mean, I can't kill them for it. I I thought it was a nice touch. I, I didn't think it was the greatest rendition of Fly Eagles Fly, but I did appreciate that they did try to personalize the show a little bit, and, and that wasn't the only thing. I, I really enjoyed Chris Martin and his you know little diatribes between songs and whatnot, but the Fly Eagles Fly, weak rendition. I liked the... Uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Like the tribute or the ode to the city, I'll say. But, I mean, people were killing them online after the concert. It is what it is. I think it was it was nice, especially at that point of the concert. It was like towards the end, the rain's coming down, and people are braving it out. I mean, maybe you don't want to hear Fly Eagles Fly in the rain. You want to hear Fix You or Paradise or Yellow, whatever. But you, you get a little personal touch, so I'm I'm not gonna kill it. I'm not here to kill it. It was a great show. I, I enjoyed it. They played the hits. It was a good time. Um, but yeah, not not the best rendition. You know, we talked about the bird that I captured in in the house last episode. It, yep. it sounded like a bird getting stepped on or stomped out. I'm not a Coldplay hater, but this rendition was horrific. And the thing that is stunning to me is not enough people are talking about the fact that the guy can't spell eagles. Hey, ah, ah, l, e, s, ever, eh, ah, j. <laughs> did he really? Uh, did he misspell it? A, s, eagles. Yeah, and he did it twice. I mean, he misspelled it the first time, but then he did it again, and it's just like that British, like buddy. I hate to break it to you. Like, we know you're pandering. Like, bravo. But sing the song. The minute you start doing the chant and we hear the British accent, that's how you know the whole thing is for Gazy. I did, I did not care for the slow chant after the song. Awful. So I'm okay with, with their rendition and and the song and playing it to their, their tune or their style. So whatever, that's cool. But once the end of the song came, I was like, no more strums on the guitar. Like, let's just get one big E A G L E S, and we just got E A, as as you did. So, I will say, you know, before moving on, the one thing I will give Coldplay credit for is uh, we didn't hear ten, nine, eight, seventy sixers. Did they cancel the song? Are we now back to being a, a football town? What's the story, Jay? You're goddamn right. Yeah, no, you you, you, you can't. Can't play it. Coldplay must be listening or, or so, something's going on, word spreading, because 
the summer's kicked off. We were at Coldplay. I was in Sea Isle. I haven't heard the song yet. It's a good. It's a good start. It's a good start. How was uh, how was your weekend? Anything of note to, to get to before we get to our Phillies? Bomb and, and a few others were able to meander around uh, the the beautiful golf club uh, of Marion on Saturday. Attended the Curtis Cup, which is a uh, amateur competition. The best amateur ladies from the U.S. take on uh, the best eight amateur ladies from Great Britain and Ireland. Just a phenomenal event. Uh, cost me nothing, so free admission. Uh, you parked over at Haverford College. They bust you in. You roll up. They give you a flag. What do you want? Do you want? Do you want an Irish flag? Do you want a British flag? You want? I said, give me the damn American flag, baby. Let's go. And uh, yeah, you go over there. You get you get a drink. Shout out to our boys over at Workhorse Brewery, the exclusive brewery of the Marion IPA. A wonderful drink. Had a couple of those, and just got down to watching some golf. And I'll be honest, G. I know I'm a hack. I know I'm a a hack over at a middling country club, and you're over there in the upper crust that is Marion Golf Club. And I don't want to say anything that would preclude me from joining Marion Golf Club in the future. So I'll be very careful. Let me tread very carefully here, but I can take that course down. I can take that course down. I can get, bring me out there with a caddy and, and let me go to work. It'll look just like what I did at Tobacco Road. I, yeah, I've never seen it, so I I, I can't comment. Uh, I watched a little bit of the coverage on TV. I, I saw I saw some bomb putts made, uh, some ladies making some birdies out there, impressive stuff, throwing a few darts. But no, I I haven't seen the course. I, I didn't get the chance to walk it, so I will refrain from comment. Uh, but I, I'd probably duff it up over there and probably shoot a one hundred and five. And if I got on. Spend five hundred or a thousand dollars and probably get a buck a stroke out there. What I will say is, uh, you know, you, you, it's obviously upper crust. I, I did a little bit of digging after I got home because I was so mesmerized by the course. Wonderful course, gorgeous course. But again, I would tear it up. And uh, come come to find out, and keep in mind, the finances are not even like a tenth of like what you need to get into the club. Like obviously, it's all social. It's all kind of you know, the types of circles you run in. But I read online that it was anywhere between 70 and 80 grand to get in as your initiation fee and seven to eight grand a year annually. It does not include your food and bev minimum. That's just the golf. And I thought to myself, well, you know, push comes to shove. Bomb would do it. Bomb would, would, would pay the nut. Uh, but I also looked, you know, how do you get on these courses? How do you play these courses? Do you have to know somebody? You're going to die. I went on this guy's blog and he wrote a blog. Hey, I'm, you know, Joe Schmo, and my goal in life is to play the top 100 courses in the United States. And wouldn't you know it, someone read my blog and invited me out to Marion East, where I shot a par on the first hole and a bogey on the third hole. And he took a a hole-by-hole recap of his his time at Marion. Is it that simple? Just need a blog. Do I just need to, like... Put out a podcast series about the top 100 courses or have you carve up some of this audio and stuff it into a website about my desire to go play there. I mean, seems pretty simple. That guy was able to pull it off on like some basic website that looked like Zanga.com back in the day. Maybe we do like a five-minute segment each week on each of the top 100 golf courses that, that we get to play. It's a little short, so we got we, we to gotta get the word out. I mean, if, if it's that easy... We got to get Bomb on there because he said he'd tear it up. He wants to tear it up. There's a fire in this guy's eyes talking about Marion right now. We got to get him out there. It's got to happen. I don't want to make any guarantees. I'm not going to pull a Joe Willie Namath, but first sub-80 round, Marion East, question mark. That would be that would be a delight. Be a treat for you. Absolutely. Uh, anything else on, on the Curtis Cup or the time over at Marion this weekend? Nah, just, just a good time and... You, uh, when you watch these amateur women and you see what they're able to do with their, their swings and the way they're able to kind of shape their shots, it's just a great reminder of how big a stiff I am. Well said. Well said. Uh, got to transition over to the Phillies, and I know I've been down on them. I came on this podcast a few weeks ago, and I thanked them. Uh for letting me know that I don't need to pay attention this summer. 
I came on last week and said I don't want to enjoy the journey. However, I, I think I did say that you can talk to me when they're five games over 500. Nine-game winning streak ultimately came to a halt. Big, big blowout loss to Arizona on Sunday. Bounce back Monday night with the 3-2 win over the Miami Marlins. I was thoroughly impressed uh, with that win and the comeback effort. I felt like it would be easy for the Phillies to kind of just lay down and go back into a lull after the big winning streak and the blowout loss and then the Marlins, who they can never really play well against. But they they got right back on the horse, got the comeback win. Um, yeah, I was just a little fearful that Maybe the honeymoon phase with Thompson was going to end quickly, but good win. Trending in the right direction, 31-30. Still still work to be done. Still a ways out. But, I mean, what are your thoughts? Obviously, winning cures a lot of ills, right? We'll, we'll just say that. But I think there's something more sustainable behind this. You look at the guy's approach, particularly we'll talk about Reese Hoskins, right? As as, as the game winner last night, um, and that's not even saying the thing about Veerling getting on base, taking a bag, a team that's been really hesitant to to run. Um, But anyway, he he drives the ball in in the left field, in the left center field to win the game. Stayed on the ball, slider over the plate, kind of. Little bit away, he just stays on the ball, barrels it up, and 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 takes it over the shortstop's head. He's been doing quite a bit of that recently, where he's staying. I want to say maybe a little bit longer in the zone with his bat. He's staying on the ball. A lot of guys are staying on the ball. They're not spinning off of the baseball like they were, you know, a month, month and a half ago. So I don't know if this is just a a new approach. Obviously, the the hitting coach hasn't changed, but. Even when you hear these guys talk post game, I mean, they seem to be really simplifying the types of things they're thinking about. You know, staying on the baseball, uh, you know, just 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 hitting it to the big part of the field. And you know, I like to see the fact that they're not spinning off everything anymore. So just pass the baton to the next guy in the lineup. Their defense is going to be their defense. You know, hopefully, uh, it, it it's it's mediocre the rest of the way. But yeah, I mean, I, I like this guy Thompson. He said something last night too. Uh, that was clearly a, a, a talking point that Girardi didn't harp on. He said, you know, you want to be a good team, you got to beat the teams in your division. And they did that. It was one game against the Marlins, but you have to beat the teams in your division if you want to be a good team. Joe didn't do much of that against the, the New York Mets to start this season, huh? No. No. No, it's, uh, it's, it's been a decent run, the streak, and, and keeping it alive since, since Thompson took over. Uh, it feels like they're getting some contributions from a little bit of everybody. I, I know we get on the DDs and the Adubles, but I think there's been some timely hitting from guys like that. We talked about the young guys kind of last week a little bit and letting them play. Um, so, yeah, it's good to see. And, and Reese Hoskins, I don't know if you mentioned it uh, in your little bit there, but last night, Monday night, it was his first walk-off hit of his career. Yeah, so, you know, obviously uh, all positive vibes here, but it, it tells you – about the ineptitude that has gone on with this guy and this franchise for so long. He's been in the big leagues for six years. Six years. And that's his first walk-off RBI hit. I think over the six-year period, he's uh, he's got nine war. Nine wins above replacement. So he's not, he's not exactly a guy that uh, is much better than a replacement-level player. But let me tell you something, Jay. If you stuffed me in a Phillies uniform and stuck me out in left field or first base, wherever the hell this guy played all over the field for six years, and gave me the same number of opportunities as Reese Hoskins has had. You could win us one game? I'd, uh, it would have been one three years ago. I believe it. I got faith in you, man. I got faith in the bomb at the plate. It's not like the tee box. It's the batter's box. He's, got, right. he's got some confidence there. <laughs> But it's yeah. limited, but uh, t- just by sheer volume. Yeah, I mean the guy's—he's been a regular for for quite some time now, and came in pretty hot, cooled off. Looks like he's gaining a little bit of form again now. Um, I mean, I, I don't have much else. We'll see how the rest of the series with the Marlins goes. I think this upcoming schedule is pretty light in terms of uh, the difficulty or the record of of the opposing team. So. Yeah, I mean, ho- hopefully they keep it going and, and give us something to root for, something to watch in the evenings. 
uh, as the summer rolls along here. But what I'm really keeping my eye on right now kicks off tomorrow, Wednesday evening. Might be today for those of you listening out there. The Stanley Cup final. Colorado Avalanche swept the Edmonton Oilers and then the Tampa Bay Lightning put away the New York Rangers in six games to move on to their third straight Stanley Cup final. Uh, just looking back to the, the Ranger series a little bit, we talked about the Lightning having the long layoff, and we talked about them looking like they had another gear to get to. Well, they certainly got to it. They go in the 2-0 hole in New York. They come back to Tampa Bay uh, and get, get on track, rip off four straight, just suffocating the Rangers at even strength. I believe that Rangers had one even strength goal in those last four games of the series. Uh, it's just unbelievable what, what that team, what that organization has been able to do the last three years. I, I know the schedule was funky with COVID the last two years, the bubble, and the realignment of the divisions for the shortened season last year. But I think they, they, they've really solidified and validated themselves as, as one of the best teams that we might see in our, in our lifetime, or at least thus far, uh, with what they're doing. And if they can get a win over Colorado, who is the best up-and-coming team in the league right now, Tampa Bay is easily, easily a dynasty and easily one of the best that, that we might ever see. I mean, that's pretty pretty high praise, and I think we were texting back and forth about it, and you talked about how this is already probably the best dynasty in hockey of all time, and then, you know, the bomb had to remind the G of those Islanders teams of four straight, even the Oilers, or was it five? The drive for five. I think they lost in the fifth the Islanders, to the Oilers. Yeah, the Islanders had four <clears throat> in the 80s. The drive for five. So wake me up when they win three. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, they're a great team. I'm not so sure, though, that they beat the Blackhawks of the early early 2010s. Those were good teams, too. NLA had good teams. Uh, granted, like the Blackhawks, but I, ju- I do think like the West was a bit of a gauntlet back then. Kings, right, are in there. The 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 the, the Blackhawks, Sharks are always pretty good. So I don't know. I mean, the the question becomes is is not it's not is it a dynasty? Is it a great dynasty? Is it a good dynasty? Is it a mediocre dynasty? Who the fuck are you going to gamble on? Right? What what are we looking at here? Avs, Lightning. Do you go with the proven guys? Do you go with the young guys? Give me the scoop, G. I think you got to. You got to go with the proven guys. I, I, I've heard a lot of people say it. I've said it. I picked Tampa Bay to win the cup at the beginning of the playoffs, and I'm not going to turn back. I mean, it's hard. Colorado is a very good team. They have great young defensemen. They have a great forward core, a lot of depth. They're fast. They're skilled. But the one thing they don't have is a world-class goalie, and that's what Tampa Bay has in Vasilevsky. And i just like to, to put it out there as well. Uh, that those New York scumbags were, were chanting Igor's better at MSG when they were winning games one and two. Are you, talk, are you talking specifically about Ranger Rob? No, no. No, not Ranger Rob. Not, not Ranger Rob. Just just the... Uh, his brethren. His brethren in the building at Madison Square Garden. Just no, no respect for a guy that's won back-to-back cups and, and your young goalie's on his first playoff run and they, they want to crown him and goad him when they're up 2-0 and then they, they lose four straight. It's it's just disgusting, and it's a lack of respect for the game. But, I mean, it's just incredible. Like I said, I'm, I'm just continuing to strum off the lightning here. I mean, but that, before we move on, I mean, that wasn't the only time you just saw the ignorance of the, the New York fan. I mean, did you oh, see man. the lightning fan get cold-cocked and knocked out in the concourse of the garden? There's, there's no defending that whatsoever, and it happens – Everywhere, not just Philly, as, as some outsiders would like to believe. But can, can you imagine a guy just turning around and, and wailing somebody in the face without being like provoked a little bit? I'm not defending what the guy did, but there had to be some some bickering going on. And well, you didn't see a ton. You didn't see a ton of the pre, the, but yeah, you didn't but, get any pre. But think of it this way: I don't think there's a lot of motive for a New York fan, likely the person behind the camera to create the anti-New York fan narrative. So from what I saw, the few seconds before the cold cock, clearly there must have been something getting exchanged because the cameras were out, the, the film was rolling. 
but it seemed like the, the guy in the lightning sweater just had a couple drinks and was like, you know, saying some things about how his team was going to bring it home. And next thing you know, the guy in the, and by the way, I mean, Rangers are wearing blue lightning are wearing blue. Everybody's got blue buddy. If you're going to fucking sucker punch somebody, don't make that the night you wear the fucking red shirt down to the go. <laughs> yeah. There's probably not a ton of red, red Ranger shirts down there, but stuck out like a sore thumb. I think, I think he went to jail or was, he wore that. I don't know if, I don't something. know if they, they had him in the court the next day or that night, but the picture of him in front of the judge in the courtroom was in the same shirt. Still had the shirt on. It's like, there's no plausible deniability there at all, buddy. You got to get a new attorney, either flip the shirt inside out, or get a new shirt. You know, where where the stuff they give you in the in house. The series wasn't over yet. I think that was game five that happened uh up in New York. And yep. then they, they had one more to go. So he was he was rooting them all until the end. But just to go back to Tampa Bay, this team, they just they they can win in any fashion. And, and John Cooper, the head coach, he's like the he's like a mad scientist. Like New York looks like world beaters in game one. They beat them in game two. You're in a 2-0 hole. You're without one of your best players. And this guy just figure, figures it out and, and gets Tampa Bay cranking to the point where they they just shut the Rangers down at, at even strength. They stayed out of the box, and that was that. In terms of the cup final, I'm sticking with Tampa Bay. I'm looking at it right now. Colorado is a minus 175 favorite to win the series. Tampa wait, Bay. wait, wait. What? Yeah, Colorado minus one seventy five against the back to back Cup champs. Lightning are plus a dollar fifty, and game Dude. game one line is dropping. Game one line Wednesday night eight p.m. ABC. Colorado at home minus one fifty five. I haven't seen Colorado be less than like a minus one ninety or minus two hundred favorite at home probably all year. Minus one fifty five. I don't know, game man. One. I think. Th- Oh man! I mean, if you're gonna bet Tampa, why not wait until they lose? I mean, I think Tampa take... wins game one. Really? You think they go in there and win game one? I think it's an exact uh, replica of what you saw with the Rangers. The Rangers were hot. They had just won Game Seven against Carolina. They had one night off. They get right back on the horse. They keep it rolling, and they spank Tampa Bay in Game One. Colorado, I don't know how many days they're gonna have off. It might be six or seven. Something close to what Tampa Bay had before the conference final. I think Tampa Bay is now is now humming. They're get it looks like Braden Point's gonna be back for game one. And the West is good, but it's it's not the East. And Colorado hasn't faced a team like Tampa Bay yet. These guys just they know how to win. They can win anyway. And it's and game one's in Colorado. Game one in Colorado. The issue you're discounting here is the fact that these guys you say, Oh, they were off. Oh, they were off in Tampa's humming. Well, Tampa may have been humming up in New York and in Tampa Bay, but they weren't playing at fucking altitude. The altitude. So, yeah, they might have their legs, but they're not going to have their legs in the third period. So, I would say, if you're looking at this objectively, if Tampa jumps out to an early lead in game one, me personally, I'm going to hammer the in-game on the abs, money, uh, money line or puck line, I guess, whatever you want to call it, money line, outright. Uh, because I think there's going to be a, a little bit of a fade there. If this series goes long, seven games, I think the advantage is obviously to the Avalanche. I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. And that's even what John Cooper said about beating beating New York, is that that the break ultimately helped them. You know, they, they had to get things back together after the break, but in, as the longer the series went on, it, it helped them. And the Rangers had played two seven-game series already. They just kind of ran out of gas. But I think that for that series line to be what it is, for those series odds to be what they are. What do, what do you think that's – what is that saying to you? I mean, that's telling me hammer the abs because they're, they're, they're goading you into taking the back-to-back cup champs. That's an angle. That, that's certainly an angle. Uh, I saw minus 190, as high as minus 190 for the series for the abs. I saw as, as high as minus 160 or 165 for game one. So the line's coming down toward toward Tampa Bay a little bit, but I, ultimately, I every sucker's on on the, on the Lightning. It could be. It could be like that national championship that we gave everybody back uh, back in January, where they they were goating everybody into taking the tide. That's but right. That's right. We don't we don't forget the wins here, but we forget the losses very quickly. <laughs> we don't talk about those. 
We were all over that one, folks. I think I think it's going to be a great series. I'm I'm very excited to watch. I think as a fan of hockey, and e- even as a casual fan, someone that isn't sure if they're going to turn it on. If you were ever going to turn it on, this would be the series to turn it on for. You you have the greatest team of the decade or the last five years, whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to argue. One of the best teams in recent history versus a team that is looking like it could be on the same scale in, in three to five years, the way they're built uh, in Colorado. I mean, they're not just looking to win one cup. They're not a Cinderella. There's no Cinderella's here. Uh, th- these are two absolute horses, and it, it's going to be a great series, and I think there will be some chess match to it in, in terms of uh, Cooper trying to trying to figure out how to slow down Colorado, but I think he'll be up to the task. Vasilevsky will be up to the task. Uh, I think Tampa Bay wins a third straight cup. I really do. I think I think they do it. I'm going to say they do it in six. Wow. Wow. It, it, it's tough. It really is. I mean, if they were playing anybody else in the West, I, I'd, I'd say it's a no-brainer. I wouldn't be shocked if Colorado won, but I got I got to stick with Tampa Bay. Can't can't get off the wagon now. And, and the other did, thing, did you have a future on this? This this is so disgusting. This is so disgusting. I'm ashamed to even say it. I haven't really told anybody this. When both NBA and NHL playoffs started, I had a two-team future like two championship parlay no. typed into my phone, Tampa Bay and the Celtics. It was, it was like, they were both like plus a thousand at the time, somewhere in that range. I think 20 or 25 bucks would have paid like two or three G's. I would have covered some things. Didn't pull the trigger. <laughs> I would have covered some things. Some things. <laughs> some things that we'll get to, but yeah, it, it hurts. Um, but no, I, so you don't have them all. Just a single, I got, single bet. I, I got no action. Man, for a guy who was this, I'll just say maybe the words convinced of, like of Tampa Bay's greatness and like Vasilevsky's greatness and Cooper. Like, I mean, it's not like you're 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 just saying, oh, I like the Lightning because they won three straight. Like you're you were doing deep dives into like what their coach is all about, what their goalie's all about. So. I don't know, man. I'm kind of shocked you didn't have some cash on the Lightning. Trying to save it. Trying to save it right now. And uh, I, I am a mush. Some refer to me as Mikey Mush. Um, the last thing I'll say about it, and I don't know if it's because, like, we're getting older and you don't you don't see greatness as much. Like, But I, I was at the bar Saturday night for game six and talking to some some folks, some friendly folks, and they're they're like, who are you rooting for? I'm like, I'm rooting for Tampa Bay. I can't really root for New York. And they're like, well, we're rooting for New York, even though we're Flyers fans, because Tampa Bay just keeps winning. And I'm like, I I, I, I get it, but, like, I'm, I'm kind of at the point now where I, I want to see the greatness. Like, I used to hate Tom Brady when I was younger. You know, ruined 2004 and sixth grade or seventh grade, whatever I was in, he ruined that for me, but as I've gotten older, you just it, it, it's incredible to just watch players, teams that that are great, just continue to be great, and that's that's what we hope for for all of our local teams, and we haven't gotten much of that. So on, on that on that note, I'll admit something I'm not I'm not super proud of in retrospect. Probably in the same vein as the folk, folks you're talking about, and and it's in line with the example you have of Tom Brady. So when when they were undefeated, when the Pats were undefeated in the regular season, sixteen and zero, and uh, that sixteenth game was at the Meadowlands, really nothing to play for, and the Giants came out and and played them tight. I think it was like thirty eight thirty five, if memory serves me correct. And then the Giants got hot in the playoffs. So that Super Bowl comes around. I think it was oh seven, right? 18 and 0 Patriots against the 10 and 6 now what 13 and 6 whatever it was they ran through the wild card round they won that game at Lambeau I I I, I rooted for the for the G-men I did too at that point and part of it is I think you just you're just you're so scorned from the the allegations that occurred related to the Eagles and you just hate Belichick you hate Brady it was an example of the rich getting richer like Oh my God! They discovered prime Randy Moss again, who disappeared in Oakland for like three or four years. He's back, and 
you know, not not that you like Strahan, but he was like a fairly likable guy. They had the they played more of a style that like an Eagles team would play with, with like a scrap. Not that a Manning could ever be considered scrappy, but like Eli played pretty scrappy. They relied on their defense. They relied on their lines. So you're right. Like I rooted for them then, but if I'm sitting here right now, and that exact same scenario happened again. There's not a fucking snowball's chance in hell I'm rooting for anything New York. I'm hoping that the Patriots go 19-0 and win the Super Bowl. And I'll, I'll give New York and, and the Rangers fans a little credit. Uh, I mean, that was a great run out of them. And I think it was sooner than, than probably most Ranger fans expected and, and hoped. But the future is, is bright for that team. And just like we talk about the Sixers and the, watching the Celtics, surpass them and watching the Rangers surpass the Flyers. It just, it just makes you sick. So kudos to the Rangers. Good run cup final should be electric game one Wednesday night. Uh, I'm certainly looking forward to it. Uh, we got the U S open this week up in Boston at TCC, the country club. Uh, bomb was at the Curtis cup. We had the RBC. We had the debut of the live golf tour as well over in London. A lot of drama, a lot of comments from a lot of big players. I mean, I guess just overall takeaways from, from the weekend of golf that was. Can we start with Liv? Absolutely. So I watched a bit of it on Friday, or on, uh, what was it, Thursday, Friday, Saturday? I watched a bit of it on Friday. Um, I really, like, dude, I want to like it. I, I want to support the Live. I want to see different formats. Like, the team stuff's kind of cool. But I was texting about it with a good friend, Big Meech, big golf guy. And I think he summed it up perfectly. Here's, here's his description of the live tour. It's just a bunch of guys who look like they're going through the motions. They don't care about winning or legacy. They are just kind of out there. Uh, DJ's statement when he was asked what he was going to do with the other 40 weeks of the year, where he said, quote, whatever the fuck I want, reminded me of your boy Carson Wentz. It's the Wentz tour. So Big Meech is making the analogy that, like, these guys are on the live tour. Yeah, they want the bag. They want that Wentz bag. And then they want to go be a farmer for 40 weeks, or they want to go fish for 40 weeks. They're on the live tour, but they don't live for the game. That's that's right. A couple other takeaways from from our our, our live golf correspondent, Big Meech. Uh, they don't care about how they finish or anything like that. Ogletree shot twenty four over, made one hundred and twenty k. This league reminds me of the NBA. Go through the motions, get the bag, and put up a few highlights. <laughs> That's gold. <laughs> That's pretty good. I didn't I didn't watch any of it. Um, I saw some some screenshots and videos of the coverage and like the, the layout with the scoreboard and the, the different teams that, I mean, they, you had to really eye it up to see anybody's name and figure out who the hell was what on that scoreboard. Yep. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like I felt like I was open to it at first. And when we first talked about it the last few weeks and the, the shotgun start and the uh, seeing more shots in the coverage and not having to be clocked in for a six, eight, ten hour day of, of viewing golf, but I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think I'm ready. I'm not ready to take the plunge. Here's the issue, quote unquote, seeing more shots. They're playing two thirds of the tournament on Thursday and Friday. <laughs> it doesn't start on Friday and go through Sunday. It's Thursday, or it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Oh, we love the fact it's 54 holes because we get to spend more time with little Johnny and Sally. And that's what all the players are saying. But, like, when I get home from around a golf on Sunday and it's 1 o'clock in the afternoon and I slap together a meal and I plop down on the couch, live ain't there, folks. I'm turning on the PGA Tour. You know you got the next five or six hours to veg out on your Sunday and – if it's tight, just watch guys duke it out for an entire afternoon. There's there's really nothing better. I did it this week with the RBC. The Phillies got blown out uh, as the day went on. And 
I ultimately flipped over to the RBC. You had Tony Finau. You had Rory McIlroy, who ultimately won. Justin Thomas. I mean, these these guys were neck and neck uh, down down the back nine. Rory slipped up a little bit. I think JT tied it up. It was great action, and the crowd at RBC. I think it was their first first crowd up in Canada for golf in a few years. It, it was electric. Um, g- good to see Rory get the win, and just a lot of lot of interesting quotes out of those guys. You had Rory throwing shade at Greg Norman, who I believe is like the financial uh, mastermind behind the Live Tour. Rory said it was his twenty first PGA win, one more than somebody else, inf- implying uh, Greg Norman, who's got twenty. So throwing a little shade there. I thought it was interesting too what John Rahm came out today and said. He said something along the lines of he he respects everybody's decision and what they're doing, but ultimately you, you can't have a legacy on, on this live tour. And pl- playing three days of shotgun starts with no cut is not a golf tournament. And I I thought it that was pretty interesting, and that's why I'm kind of like Team PGA Tour now. Is that like there's no cut? You know, you just big meat study. You show up. You don't really give a shit. You play how you play. You shoot 24 over, and you get the bag and you go home. So right now I'm Team PGA, man. And the other point that Ron made, he threw a little shade at some of the older guys. He's like, these guys are just looking to, you know, Extend their careers. Maxim, maximize their retirement. Like, they played on the PGA Tour for a long time. They'd be fine, but why not Why not go try this live thing and really get the bag for the last few years of, the, of their playing careers? It's interesting, and it's it's built a lot of drama, and now you have the U.S. Open this week. You'll have the guys from the live. You'll have the guys that have stuck with the tour duking it out. It, it should be great action. And... The last guy I'd mention is Justin Thomas, and I think he said it before the RBC. But basically he was saying, like, I thought it was a good message how he respects those guys' decisions to go to the live. He's disappointed, but he doesn't think any any less of anybody. And he talked about kind of the state of the world and how everybody hates the other side and this and that. Um, but but he just said, like, it's disappointing. It's I'm not making that decision. These guys are. It is what it is, and I still respect them. So I thought that was a good message to get out as well uh, amongst all the shots being thrown back and forth. Yeah, I, I don't have much to add. I mean, in some ways, this will probably be like the XFL where, yeah, maybe there's some some elements that they bring back into the old, you know, bring back into the PGA Tour. You think about the, uh, you know, the uh, Skycam, right? That was like an XFL thing that they brought to the to the NFL. But I'm interested to see how Jay Monahan adjudicates future eligibility at the tour for these guys who either are still card-carrying members and have not resigned, or if a guy wants to come back. Um, it's it, it's going to be interesting. They're all temporarily suspended yep. right now, right? And. I guess they're going to figure out what to some do. guys have resigned their tour cards. So they're not, they're not, you know what I mean? They're not suspended. They're just out. They resigned. We'll see. We'll see how long it lasts. We'll see what the, the penalties are for the guys that, that left and, and want to come back. But I'll tell you what, before we move on, there is one guy, a uh, couple guys that are, that are, you hear the rumor of going over to the live. I heard the other day, Hovland, and then I heard a perfect live guy where winning doesn't matter. I'm just going to get the bag. I have my gold medal. Xander Shoffley. That, that doesn't guy surprise me. Is a, that guy, if there's ever been a live golfer, it's that little fucking twerp, Shoffley. He chokes in every big moment. Uh, he, he looks like he's been uh, sitting on the beach for, for 16 hours prior to, you know, put, putting his uh, golf glove on and heading out on the course. And he, and he always just looks like he's like a little perturbed that he hit a bad shot. It's like, buddy, you're a choke artist. Go play on the live. Nobody wants to watch you. I agree. Yeah. And then it's it's great to just see the guys like Rom that talk about the, the legacy and the way that guys have competed and won for, for hundreds of years on the PGA Tour. It's uh, – I'm, I'm team tour right now, but – I got nothing else. U.S. Open, you got a pick on the U.S. Open? 
Give yours. I'm still working through mine. I don't have a pick. I gave out Morikawa, I believe, for the PGA. Uh, he didn't sniff sniff anything. I will just mention uh, local cat, Brandon Matthews. believe he played golf uh, at Temple University. He's been torn up, tearing up the Corn Ferry Tour and has qualified for this week's U.S. Open. So I'll just be curious to keep an eye on him uh, and see how he does. I believe he's like... 500 to one to win the open, but just be cool. Just to be cool to see, see a local guy uh, compete out there. And, you know, we've seen him, seen him over at the Lou hitting bombs, see how he holds up uh, against the best of the best. Well, I'll tell you what, if he's been over at the Lou and he's, he's got a ton of experience playing in that U S open rough, uh, the crazy greens. I saw a video today of like a guy dropping a ball on the green and it, and it falls off the green, and they say, man, this is going to be miserable this week for these guys. Pal, I play in those fucking conditions like every weekend. What are we talking about here? Um, but back to the pick. Give me Cantley. I want Cantley. Patrick Cantley. All right, we'll lock it in for you, Bomb. Now, here's something. In the distance, I think it's time for Bomb's Bone to pick of the week, which is always is brought to you by our great friends at Shamrock Sun. It's the big-ass bottle of 50 SPF sunscreen that you need to get your hands on this summer to stay protected uh, and enjoy a sunburn-free summer on the golf course, by the pool, down the beach, etc. You can find them on Amazon. You can find them at shamrocksun.com, and you can check them out on Instagram as well. And with that... We will go to Bomb's Bone to Pick of the Week. Thanks, G. Big bone this week. Monster bone to pick. And uh, the bone to pick, you remember the the bachelor party story from a few weeks ago, the gentleman who wanted his cash back. Um, the, the the Venmos were already sent. The the Airbnb was already, per, uh, you know, deposit put down, and he wanted a prorated bonus, a, pro, a prorated per head amount back from everybody. Well, I, I'll just say before we move on to the bone, on the scale of bachelor party, uh, we'll call them gripes. This one is well below that. Okay, so I don't mean to crucify uh, the guy who's who, who who's involved in this, but but it is it is a gripe. Maybe not a bone, but it is a gripe. But it's this week's bone. Okay, and that bone's with you. Uh, it's with our boy G. So uh, for those of you who know, your boy Bomb is uh, uh, tying the knot next year in March and uh, had a wonderful experience on my buddy Sweetness, Sweet Lou, his bachelor party. This past March, we went down to Pinehurst. We all know I played spectacularly at Tobacco Road, 82 there. I mean, really a, ch- a chance at 80, chance at 79 with a birdie on the last hole. I made double. But what did I do? I said, you know what? Take me to a course where this guy designed other courses. Take me to a course, Mike Strantz. We talked about Mike Strantz. So we're going to Myrtle. And an email was sent out in the beginning of April uh, uh, to, to, the, to the boys, to the fellas, the golf guys. And uh, uh, a couple dates were provided. Hey, guys, let me know which weekend works better for everybody, blah, blah, blah. And I believe it was UG who sent the email back. What is this, a dictatorship? I need more options. I turned to the best man. I said, give the guy some options. He created a Google form, a lot of real technical work. Go ahead, we, 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 got, we got to cut this off for a second because I, I don't think it was portrayed that that aggressively by me. I just think I threw out that we needed a couple of options. <laughs> I mean, it may have been a joke, but the dictatorship. <laughs> this is a dictatorship. I believe that was the verbiage that was used. So anyway, the Google form was created, right? Which dates work best, which dates you... Turns into this whole thing, okay? So that was the first week of April, and uh, we previously talked about the issue with that with the, the ba- this bachelor party, the guy who wanted the cash back. You know, you know I'm not an Airbnb guy. I'm a hotel guy. So rather than having my boys put out cash up front and pay the Airbnb... Hey, Venmo me $700 today for the Airbnb, which we're not going to stay in for another six months. No, I'm a hotel guy. Let's cash flow this thing. All right, we'll use a credit card and we'll pay it after we're done, 30 days after the bomb stays. Well, I got news this week. Your boy, G, 
the, the host of, of Thoughts from the Shade, he's out. Uh, you know, I don't want to get into the specifics of it, but the bone, I believe, is, rel- is related to the fact that you were driving the alternate date selections. So we, we had a little bit of a debate today. You said that requesting additional dates and, and selecting a preference date was not a binding choice. Uh, what I will say is your boy Bomb being the guy that he is, a guy's guy, a, 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 a man's man, He's flying directly from Myrtle all the way across the country to a work conference. This wasn't a date that the bomb really preferred, but he did it for the boys. So I'll, I'll, I'll yield the floor to my man, G. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a bone, obviously a, a little bit of a dirty, dirty laundry bone here, but had to get it out there on the record. We got to air it out. It, it, it's fair. I, I, don't, I said it today. I don't feel good about you know, not committing or, or, or turning down the – the trip, um, you know, I I believe two dates initially were were proposed in October. In October, much more temperate. I, I said I said, can we get a couple more dates? I know for a fact I have a wedding on the one one weekend that was proposed. I said, can we can we get a few more dates? So we got a few more dates. Uh, shout out to the organizer. I, I told him with my response, I said I appreciate the work. I appreciate the comms. Um, it was put to a vote. Now. I'm getting crucified as if me and one other fellow were the, were the only guys that voted on this. Could we have swayed the vote? Possibly. But but we didn't have a full itinerary at the time. We, we, we didn't know the details. We didn't know where the stay was, uh, the, the cost of the stay, uh, you know, the, the flight, and then we don't know what we're doing for transportation. So I'm just I'm – go, I'm going through all this in my head. I, I got – I have a lot of things that have happened recently. Not anything bad that's happened. Well, I mean, I, I can think of one thing. You didn't put that fucking future on the lightning. Yeah, that that would have helped. That certainly would have helped. But life is happening uh, for folks our age. A lot going on. And I I don't I don't want to be the, the Def Leppard guy. Def Leppard's coming up next weekend. I, I believe that's... That's your trip. I was sitting in Seattle on, on the cloudy Saturday last week. I saw Def Leppard on the TV... And I thought to myself, I can't be that guy. So I, I took it upon myself uh, to reply to, to the fellow organizing the bachelor party. I said, hey, uh, unfortunately, can't swing it. Uh, I, I, like I said, I don't feel good about it. Not proud of it. I would love to go. I'm going to have FOMO that weekend. Um, but I'm just not ready to, to empty the clip at, at this point uh, on the bachelor party. And... The, the one thing that I will say is, is you know, we, we've heard it on the pod, and, and Bomb, I've known you a long time. It's okay for, for you to get on everybody else's destination bachelor parties, but when it comes to yours and I'm not ready to commit, I, I'm, I'm, being, I'm being attacked. I'm being attacked by you. I'm being attacked by others. There's footage. There's memes there's content maybe maybe you'll see a little bit of it we'll have it on we'll have it on the Instagram. that's that, that's coming out of me and i i don't think it's 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 entirely fair or justified it, it is what it is but for for a guy that that gets on the destination bachelor parties the weddings to me to me hypocritical it's a little hypocritical so let me can i can i address the uh, destination component well i know where you're gonna go Go ahead. You're gonna slap the golf tag on it. It's what it is. It's a golf trip. And it's 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 you got you got on Tracy's trash and Nash. I'm I'm titling your bachelor party bombs birdie batch. Actually, no, I I I'm changing that because there's not gonna be a lot of birdies. It's gonna be bombs bogey batch. That's your bachelor party. I mean, let's be clear here. This is, let's just let's have a little bit of a debate here. So. <laughs> The issue I have with a lot of these destination bachelor parties, they're not well thought out. There's no itinerary. There's no transportation. There's no thought of anything. And then you come to find out a lot of times when you go on these destination bachelor parties, when you get the number, you know, they send you, oh, send me the Venmo. It's 822. And you, you think to yourself, well, how the fuck could that be? We're jamming 12 guys into a house. I'm flying Spirit. or I'd never fly Spirit. But, you know, you do the math. How could this be? And then you come to find out, oh, we're covering Johnny's portion of the trip uh, because he's the bachelor. 
How is that a fucking rule? Okay, so I want to be very clear here. This is a golf trip. Folks will arrive Wednesday, Wednesday night, check in. There's golf plan on Thursday morning, golf plan on Friday morning, golf plan on Saturday morning, go home Sunday. Uh, the hotel was on the beach, so we finished golf. You want to go to the pool? You want to go out? Do whatever you want. I don't give a shit. doesn't matter. It's not bombs, boogie, batch. It's a, it's a man's, man's golf trip. So that, that's the first. Uh, and by the way, paying full freight, and I will be adding in some kickers for the fellas that are there whether it be transportation, whether it be a full meal, bomb recognizes. That's why the bomb does what the bomb does. Okay, so that's what I wanted to address. Yeah, that's, it's fine. It, it, it's all good. I, I, I think I said it to you off the air. It's, it's not personal, obviously. Uh, it, it's a business decision. Ultimately, right Cam now, Newton in the Super Bowl. It, it's that's what it is. It, it's a business decision. He sees my handicap dropping. Yeah, well, and he knows he doesn't have enough rounds before September to juice his up. And we had the debate previously too. I'm I'm not a hotel guy. I, I the max I can do in a hotel is two nights, and, and by then I'm ready. I'm ready to pull my hair out. What does that mean? Not a hotel guy. I'm, I'm not. There, it's more expensive to stay in a hotel. Uh, you have to eat out for every meal, so that's also I mean, more expensive. The meal is at the hotel. Breakfast. What do they bring it up to your room for free or no? You go down and do you have to pay? You get an yeah, yeah. Like most things in life, you get an omelet. You want your fresh fruit? It's, com- yeah, it's comped. I mean, there, there's a resort I'm, fee I'm, on there. I'm not, I'm not a rewards member. I'm, I'm not a regular. The, uh, so now we're getting. I, I'm a, not a travel guy. So it seems like the real bone here is with G. G had a bone about the bone, and the reason why G had the bone is your boy Bomb is a big Bonvoy guy, Marriott Bonvoy. G doesn't travel for work. I don't. He thinks the bomb's getting one over on the G. That's why he's an Airbnb guy. I, I don't think anybody's getting anything over on anyone. We're just, I think we're just, we're just airing it out. And I've mentioned it previously too. I, th- I think the best part of get, getting a, a congregate of, of gentlemen together is the, the post round or the post bar banter when you're all just like laying around or, or sitting around the kitchen table late night. Um, and, and it provides you the flexibility. You want to grab a couple frozen pizzas and toss them in, you can do that. You want to grab a little barbecue stuff and grill it up, you can do that. You want to grab two dozen eggs, fry them up, throw some bacon in the oven for a quick breakfast, you can do that. So that's where I stand. It's it's not a make-or-break thing. Now. Well, it sounds like a make-or-break thing. And what I would say about the food before we move on, because it's a great debate. We've had this offline, but... I don't wholly disagree. I mentioned the bachelor party went on in March, or I should say golf trip. We're now rebranding golf trip in March. It was at a uh, an Airbnb, a nice house near Pine, uh, Pinehurst. We had six guys total on the trip, which is half of the number we'd have at full capacity on this trip. And there was an opportunity to go to the food lion and get all the gear and cook and all that. And we did. We went and got some stuff, like some eggs and this and that. But I think breakfast was really only cooked once. Most guys, like, had lunch at the course. And then you go grab a bite, like, out to eat. There was one night, shout out to my boy Sweetness, cooking up steaks. But, like, your boy Bomb isn't going to be grinding over a Weber after firing off a 79 at Mike Strance's Caledonia for 12 dudes. So, like, let's just call it what it is. That's fair. That's you, you got to go over to Rich Summer's house or something and, and, and get some tips. With you out, maybe he's in. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, that would be a treat. I, I, I would love to see that. The last thing that I guess I'll say is that I did not want to drag on the guy who's organizing. I did not want to drag you on. I, I was reminded we need, we need a decision. I'm not ready to pull the trigger. I had to make the decision. It hurts. I'll take the flack. It, it's fair. Um, but I'm not. I'm not pulling a deaf leopard, and and I I don't feel. No, it wasn't a last minute. I I don't, I don't feel terrible about it. And and the date thing, sure, I could have been a de- deciding vote. But the other thing I'll say about that is ultimately this was decided before the Eagles schedule was released. Oh, there is no there is no Eagles game on that Sunday that that everybody will be traveling. So you can blame me. Or you you can thank me. One guy did want to wait until the Eagles schedule was released. Was that me? Or no, you? Party Marty. Yeah. 
I can't make a decision until the Eagles schedule is released. I, I don't blame him. I, I mean, I've heard I've heard that that, that kind of logic out, out of you. So I'm, I I don't I don't know. It, the bone, it, it is once what again, it is. The bone isn't with the 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 ultimate decision. Similar like LeBron James going to the Heat. I didn't kill LeBron James for going to the Heat. I killed LeBron James for calling a press conference in front of a bunch of kids at the a boys and girls club with Brian Wynn who was there and the cameras rolling. Gee, I felt like the decision could have been a little more uh, uh, direct. Uh, we didn't have to wait until we got the free agency before deciding between Miami and Cleveland. You could have just said, look, guys, I'm not coming back. I'm going to Miami. No need for the, you know, for the camera and the flare. Uh, I don't know what, what the camera was. I, I sent the email and somebody brought brought up the trip today, and I, I ultimately said, "Hate to say, but but I'm out right now." The decision. From so, G. yeah, it was the decision. But it is it is what it is. But it, it hurts, you know. I'm, like I said, I'm 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 gonna miss a good time. But you you can't you can't go around and, and bash everybody else's destination trips. And then throw throw your own, and then act like because somebody can't swing it that they're in the wrong. That's the last thing. I, I mean, say. well, yeah, I don't have much more to say. I don't, I don't know that I'm killing you for for not, not swinging it. All right, all right, I'm killing you for asking for multiple dates, and then the, the, the thing is set at a non. Like, do you think I want to sweat my balls off in September? Like, I'd rather go in October. Yeah, I, well, it's it, it it it's your party, so. You could have said it up front. I don't know. I, I I will take my part in that. But if you ultimately wanted a date, it sh- it should have been the date. I, I don't know. I thought I was getting G's cash down there. I mean, that's 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 really what it comes down. That's the real bone. I was hoping to make some cash off G on the course, and he's not going to be there. So hopefully, he gives me some odds. Hopefully, the money's not off the table that weekend. We'll see. We'll we'll get something dialed up for our guy Bomb. We we won't forget about him on on his on his big weekend. Bomb Bomb's bogey batch. We'll, 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 we'll get we'll get the Venmo fired up for him. Tracy. Yeah, that's it's good stuff. Uh, I I like coming on here. I I like giving it back and forth. It's not personal. It, it and it, it's it's healthy to have these discussions. This is the world we live in, where everybody bottles everything up, and then it turns into a, right. to a fucking firework and a nightmare. Just have the conversation, and and if you can't agree on something, agree to disagree. It's not the end of the world. I would do anything for my guy Bomb. I think he would do anything for me. It is what it is. We'll move on, and we'll take each other's cash throughout the summer and going forward. It's just. Poor timing. It is what it is, and uh, I'll be there when the vows are sealed. Most importantly, wow. wouldn't miss that. Can't miss that. Anything else this week? No, no. I think I think we covered it all. We left it all out there. Uh, I, I will shout out uh, Menard Premium Detailing. Great event this past Sunday. I stopped by Sunday afternoon in Warminster Tacos and Tailpipes. Uh, they raised a bunch of money for the King family. I believe from Quakertown, suffered a, a terrible tragedy and, and lost some family members, uh, I believe, in a fire over Christmas uh, this past year. Just really devastating shit that makes you sick to your stomach. Uh, but but all proceeds went to them uh, from the event. Great time was had. Great turnout. A lot of sweet cars. Uh, so shout out to my buddy Grant for putting that on uh, for such a good cause and and. Obviously, Menard Premium Detailing, the best auto detail service in Bucks County. Uh, MenardPremiumDetailing.com, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, that's the place you need to go if you're getting your car detailed. Uh, we will thank everybody for listening, wherever you are listening. Uh, please leave a five-star review. Uh, drop a rating. Leave us a comment. DM us on Instagram. Uh, maybe we'll throw something up this week after this episode and see see if anybody's Team J or Team Bomb. Uh after the heated debate tonight. But again, thanks everybody for listening. Have a great week. Uh, Enjoy the rest of the NBA finals, the Phillies and the Stanley cup final. We will talk to everybody next week. 